Hello and welcome to Inspired, your grown-up girl talk. I'm Stacy Fleece with co-host Samantha Tradelia. Samantha, how are you? Growing good. I'm so good. And I'm so glad to see you again. God, I've been seeing a lot of you and I'm into it. All of it. I mean, consider yourself among the lucky. I know. This is very <laughs> true. Very true. Um, I'm really excited about today's show because we talk to a lot of people that uh, really develop a business out of personal experience. Um, and today we have Camille Walker with us who really em- embodies that. Um, Camille, first of all, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. And you um, you really figured out a way to, uh, I, I think you in, in at one point you said it didn't have to be either or, right? Like you could be a mom, you could have a business, you could be successful in multiple aspects of your life, but you really had to learn that for yourself before mm-hmm. you could take that and and really turn that into a business, teaching and supporting others the same, which I think is hugely important for women. Um, but let's dial it back a little bit. How, um, how did you get into that world of mother and, hey, I can have a business too. I can do it during nap time or whatever it is we figure out, right? Um, how, how did that come to be for you? Yeah. Thank you for having me. And I love answering this question because I feel like there is such a beautiful cadence in women's lives that if we can embrace the push and the pull and embracing the seasons of our lives, it doesn't have to be all or nothing or all at once. And I think that that is what I've learned over and over again, especially with coaching women as well, is that in many phases of our lives, we have opportunity. And so for me in particular, I had graduated with a degree of family and consumer science education, secondary ed. And so initially I was planning to be a high school teacher for adult roles. So anything that you would consider your home ec classes, but also finance relationships, how to know how to run your life. I'm very passionate about uh, helping us be operating happy humans. Really, are that is that in high school still. They are. Yes. Like oh. So many schools aren't doing that's a whole nother podcast topic that we may have to address. Yes. Yes. I, you know what? You it's a problem. <laughs> I, yeah. I just felt like so many schools had cut back on stuff like that, sadly and unfortunately. Yes. I, I believe that financial responsibilities is a requirement. Now it is in Utah. And that is also under the, the umbrella of family and consumer sciences. However, things like adult roles and foods and interior design or sewing, I mean, there are 13 different curriculas I could teach with the degree that I received. However, yeah. Isn't that kind of crazy? And what's, when I was student teaching, I was 19 and a baby. I was barely older than the people that I was teaching, 19, 20. And I thought, man, I I am horrible in the kitchen and I'm the youngest of five. Like, what do I know about raising a baby? You know, and all of these things that I was so grateful to learn about, but I didn't know a whole lot about. I was more passionate about uh, the, the, the person and the experience and sibling order. And how does that affect your personality? And how do we become like a healthy operating human? And so what happened was I got, when I graduated, I was actually in the mortgage business and was hired on to be a manager and then a mortgage broker. So I was actually in the financial sales, very male dominant industry. And I actually enjoyed that so much. And I was getting paid way more than I could have as a teacher. And so I thought, man, I had no idea that I would love this so much. And I grew so much from that experience. 
So in 2008, that was the big market crash with mortgages and our industry and everything that happened there. And I became pregnant that same year. I had my first baby in 2008. So I was given a severance package and I delivered a baby and was, it was just kind of like, figure it out, you know? And yeah, the timing seems a little tough on that, but yeah, yeah. women are resilient as we all know. (laughs) That going back to that season thing, right. Where it's like, okay, I've been dealt something that is pretty hard. I mean, I was the breadwinner at the time and now I'm a new mom. I'm, I'm new at this too. And of course that's so overwhelming. Uh, I was also really happy to be there too, you know? So it's just a bundle of all of those emotions that we go through and about three years into motherhood and becoming a parent of two, that was when I decided, decided to start blogging. And at the time that was not considered a career path. It was considered a hobby or a journal. But for me, I really wanted to connect with other women. I was feeling really lonely. And I basically took everything I would have taught in a traditional classroom and brought it to a website. And that's how mymommystyle.com was born. Was that a conscious decision or is that just how it evolved? Like, did you kind of go in saying, I'm going to, I'm going to bring the skill set that I have that I learned to teach and, and turn it into this, this blog to connect, or is it something where you're like, I just need to start blogging. I need to connect with people. And it organically just takes itself there. Yeah. It was more organically. I think initially I, no one was making money at that time. This is 2011. Like there were no brand partnerships. There was no such thing yeah, as like a sponsor. Like a yeah. Online. Totally, totally brand new. And because I had just come become a mom and love to journal, I thought, well, man, I could, I could share some things that I'm doing online. And actually my first post I did how to sew a matching bow tie and hair bow for like a daughter and son, which is so funny. Cause I don't even yeah. like sewing yeah. that much, <laughs> but I was like, <laughs> I can teach them how, like, it was just, it was so random. So yeah, I, I, it kind of happened by accident, but then it developed into, oh, I've, pre- I've been preparing to do this my whole life without even realizing it. And that my formal education all came together, even the business pieces of it that I didn't see as the steps came through in that path. And it's such a great tie-in too, because as we all know, when we were first time mommies many moons ago, mm-hmm. there's so much you don't know. You don't know anything. You don't know where to go. You don't know. Many of us move to different areas and, you know, start families. And so to have, you know, a, a go-to place where you've kind of got, you know, here's some recipe stuff and here's some lifestyle stuff and here's, you know, yeah, it's okay to feel this way too. We all do. It, mm-hmm. it, it's a great um, kind of platform, I think, and it was very early adopting because, again, no one was doing it. Um, so that's been a huge part of you, and are, you're still doing it, right? Yeah. So as my business grew, I I used to be a part of a team. When I started the blog, I invited other people to do it with me, and very shortly, many <laughs> there were seven of us in the beginning, and they're like, "This is like a job, and we're not getting paid." So we it it whittled down pretty quickly, and then a it's few years in, it was down to three and then two, and then ultimately down to me, which I was really sad about because I loved so much the community feel of it because I was doing it with my best friend, cousin and my sister and one of my best friend roommates. And so there were just different ideations that I went through with that. And eventually I had to start hiring help or virtual assistants to help me get the work done because I couldn't manage 
all of it. And so that's what created the birth of training people to help me on my team, developing a a website in a way that could be an engine that keeps turning. But then also that's what led me to create my 60 days to VA program, which helps moms how to build their own successful stay at home business the way I was able to. And so that is kind of how that morphed into that was out of necessity and my love for teaching. And then say, having so many women come to me and say, I want to be able to work from home. What could I do? And I would not say go start a blog because that is not the answer today. <laughs> it's it, we're well past that. I'm like a grandma. When I see my old blogger friends that have been in it for over a decade, like me, we're like, Hey, it's you. We're still around kind of. Um, but that was what really was the birthplace of creating the 60 days to VA program was helping other women to be able to create that space, create income from home. And now on the flip side, I'm helping entrepreneurs that are overwhelmed and busy and need help hire virtual assistants. And so, so what I does a virtual, because many people, you hear it all the time, but what yeah. does a virtual assistant do? What are they capable of doing? Oh my gosh, so many things. And this is what I love so much about it is we all come with different backgrounds and skill sets and past jobs that we've done. And so many times, I think, especially for women that take a break from what, a, like an outside career because they're doing full-time mom or whatever the circumstance may be, they forget the skill sets they're, that they're developing now or past skill sets that they had then. And so I've helped people who are doing travel itineraries. It can be customer service. It can be digital design, website development. It can be social media management, group management for different communities that people have, subscription management, uh, customer service. It can be anything that someone would do remote as a remote working freelancer. So be, when I created this program, it was pre-pandemic and it was really hard to explain to people what that could look like or how someone could work as a team remotely. And now post-pandemic, everyone gets it. It's not even hard. I'm just like, yeah, it's to help you develop your business with people that live other places and they support you online. And it's like, oh, of course, I need that. Everyone needs that. So it's been it's been really kind of a blessing in disguise that way for me to be able to open up eyes of so many employers and employees in that regard or partnerships of businesses that before may have been harder to conceptualize. We we have stumbled across many benefits of COVID and I I don't mean that in a callous way because obviously COVID was a very difficult time for a lot of people and there was a lot of tragedy around it, but there mm -hmm. actually was a lot of good that came out of it too. So yeah. I love that it actually, um, not that your business wasn't legitimate before, but it added a new level of legitimacy and understanding mm -hmm. of what you were doing and what, what, what people could use in, in that capacity. Now, I think when I think of virtual assistants, I think of... <clears throat> I know uh, uh, only a handful of people that use them, but I, or a handful of people that tell me they use them. I think they're probably used a lot more than I realize. but I think of people, um, sitting in the Philippines mm -hmm. and, um, scheduling appointments or, um, editing, editing a post or editing a blog. Like I, I know there is so much more to it than that. Is it, are we still in a world where it's mostly individuals using, VAs or, or, or has it really transitioned to where you're seeing bigger businesses start to employ that too? And are they all sitting in the Philippines? 
Yeah, that's a really good question. And I employ both. I have people that work in the Philippines and here in the States for me. And I think that there is benefit to both with where there's pros and cons of maybe language barriers or price, you know, the cost that you're able to invest. And sure. I, and yes, that it both exist. So for me personally, I have someone here in the United States who manages my Pinterest only, and I'm paying them monthly to manage my Pinterest. That's a main feed source for my blog, where I also have a, a a Filipino VA who is editing the audio of my podcast where that is, and I'm getting transcriptions done there that way, where I have another person who is helping me with SEO that that is here in the United States. So I think that it, it can be both. And really the people that I'm helping to train and also facilitate relationships, it's oftentimes people who do need really high communication skills and strategy and partnership, like an executive administrator or someone that you would almost consider like a wing woman in your business where you're like, okay, I need someone to help me spin these plates, keep these balls in the air. And so it is a different arrangement in that regard uh, where it's not necessarily just passing off an SOP and saying, get this done. It's more collaborative and maybe um, a higher level of execution. But here's the thing I love the most is that you take a woman and we've all been there with you're having children. And now we, a lot of times get to remove ourselves from the workplace at a level that we're, because now we've got babies that we're managing. Um, What women forget is like, you don't die when you become a mom and get out of the workplace. And so what I love what you're doing is you're allowing women to still use their skill sets because just because you are clocking out for five years from a nine to five position, you still have, you know, nap time and evenings and different Mm -hmm. times where you can function. And honestly, people work like I'm a huge fan of the vampire hours. Like I love working at night. Which yeah. everyone else is not because I can get so much done mm-hmm. um, and no one's bothering me, but that's just me. I'm, I'm weird like that. But I think that the bigger point I'm trying to make is that you're empowering women to realize that they still have these skill sets and they can use them and be productive and still make income and have worth. And so that's pretty cool. Um, how many um, different, like are women coming to you from all over the country? I'm assuming. Yes. Yep. I have people, entrepreneurs who are coming to me looking for help from all over the country, as well as people that I help build their businesses as well. Um, I do have some Canadians as well, not as many, but I do have, I I have a few right now, which is really interesting because they have different procedures. And even I had a woman who runs a nonprofit for women who help get back into the workplace after their 18 month maternity leave, which, oh my gosh, wouldn't that be amazing? And she, and she was saying, I really would love a a Canadian that understands our laws or the way that it works. So great. You know, I had some that I could work with and send to her, but yeah, the majority are in the United States. That's all good. We want to support our neighbors up North too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And, and, you know, this, this virtual assistant matchup is also a big part of your business. Like Mm -hmm. how, how does that work? Are you matching them solely with VAs that, that have gone through your course program or is it more of an outreach beyond that? Yeah. So the way that it works is every time I bring a student in, I have a one-on-one consult with them to see if they really would be a good fit for my course. So it's very personal to me that way. And then once they finish the course, they're vetted. I know that they've been through my training so that when people come to me, 
I actually do an interview with that entrepreneur, get a, a brief feel for what they're looking for, the skill sets they need. Even personality is taken into account sometimes, what they're hoping to pay, the hours, all of that. And then I'll take that opportunity, bring it to my people, and then I will align two to three interviews for the entrepreneur to hire from a pre-qualified tiny pool of people so that they can interview, get a vibe for the the person that they're talking with, and make the decision from there. And if they do hire someone, then they pay me. So it's been really cool because I think that oftentimes what I'm coaching women through more often than not is fear the fear of hiring someone and the fear of starting the business. And it's so fun to see the the seeds of that come to fruition where these beautiful businesses are thriving with the support of each other. And so that's been the most exciting and one of the most fulfilling things I've done in the 12 years that I've been building business online. It's a leap when you start adding people and it's, it's, um, it's that fear of, of really launching, but it's also, I think for a lot of people, it is, um, the fear of letting go Mm -hmm. and delegating, I think is really hard for a lot of us, even if it's something like that person can do it just as good as me. It's still really hard to let go. But you say that hiring help is really the key to unlocking success and peace. Um, which, you know, as and you're, you're focused a lot on obviously women entrepreneurs, mothers who want to work at home, as we talked about earlier, um, the peace part, I think is a big, that's, that's gotta be a big chunk of, of the pie for them. Right. Yeah. Honestly, that's my favorite. I love coaching with women who have been in business for years and maybe are looking for, a place to find the peace, the white space and to let go and to create more fun. I like my number one motivator for working. And this is kind of funny, but initially when I started, I thought I just really want to be able to travel and take my kids around the world. And that to me is such a big motivator of creating bonds with my children that, and the time, the time that I could have with them. And so if you're building a business and you're not able to create that time, that just is the lifeblood of like the joy of living, then what's the point of it really? And so for me, the course was built as a resource because I want to give back in that regard. My favorite, my favorite is when I get to coach women that have been in business for a while and they need help navigating the plan and the process and the people so that they can magnify their lives. Like that is my ultimate joy. Well, the so- moment that you realize how much when you do get rid of the mundane tasks or like mm-hmm. the things that clearly are not bringing income or bringing joy, um, it's like this amazing, like, I can't believe I did that for so long kind of moment, but it is hard. And Fleece and I talk about this often, our inner control freak as yes. business owners. It's like, yes, it's harder to explain sometimes than to just do it yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's like this process that we have to break because I, for the longest time in my career was my husband too, because we own a business. We were never able to like take off for two weeks and go be somewhere because we had to work. Because we had to, you know, make sure that the business ran and checks got signed and all these things. And the moment that you kind of implement things to where you can go on vacation and like, honestly, you need two weeks to like really relax and check out was like this aha moment. I mean, it took us a long time to get there. Yeah. Um, but the other thing I'm really digging is the fact that you're with these folks for 60 days. And so you get to know that you're mentoring them. They're going through your program. So you know exactly who it is you're dealing with. So that when a potential, you know, customer employer comes in needing, 
you know, okay, Jenny over here and Susie over here, you know exactly who's going to be a good fit. And it's kind of like the best prequal, you know, and it's not even like, you know, when you hire um, headhunters or people, a lot of times they don't know the people. I mean, they, they get them, but they don't know them. Like, you know, mm-hmm. these women. Yeah. It's right. been really, it's been really fun in that regard, just watching them personally make some goals for themselves and then matching them up. My favorite is when someone comes to me and says, I need a virtual assistant and I need you to coach me through like creating a better life balance and reaching my goals. Cause I'm like, Ooh, goody. Cause I really get to, because then that happened just this week. I was talking to someone who had hired one of my virtual assistants and we were talking about, uh, where she was saying, I don't think she's using me enough. How else should, could she use me? And I was able to brainstorm with her on ways to build the business, bring in more income, utilizing her skill set that maybe the business owner didn't know or wasn't sure of what to ask. And how I think how many that- business owners come to you knowing how to even like how many come going, yeah, I need I have a, I need a virtual assistant to do A, B, C, and D. I mm-hmm. feel like people are like, okay, virtual assistant would be cool. I have yeah. absolutely no idea how to, I would incorporate that into my business. I don't even know what that looks like. I, like, how do you, how do they carve out things that they can release? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's such a good question because that is one of the hardest parts because we do get so mixed up in our everyday of the way we've always done things that it's hard to break it down. So a piece of that is actually a phone call that I do with the entrepreneur, a bit of a time audit. If it's really necessary, sometimes I'll have them take a few days and write down, what are you doing every day? How many times are you checking your email? When are you going and having to put out fires for customer service? What do you have to do for, you know, and we'll kind of go through and see where the pockets are. Honestly, more often than not, it's when people, when people do come to me there, they say things like I've been needing someone to help me for years. And so it's just, let me start with something small and build a relationship of trust. And then I'll realize I can let more go. And so that is honestly the key. Yeah. It it takes some time. And so I think it can take coaching and and an outside perspective too, because then that can help you to see where am I spinning my wheels or is this time really moving the needle of the goals I have for myself and my business. And that, that can take some time, but it's really fun to dissect that. I love it. So having a successful blog, having a successful coaching and VA, uh, you know, leadership program, then we decide, let's do something else. Let's have a podcast because, (laughs) and a mom, you're still a mom on top of that. So let's talk about your podcast. What are you doing there? And let's talk about like some of these fantastic individuals you've interviewed. Oh, so podcasting for me was born right before the pandemic. I, I made it live in December of 2019. And the reason why that was came to fruition actually was because I had so many women coming to me and my platform and saying, will you talk about my business? Will you share my product? Will you, they were wanting me to promote something they wanted to sell, which for me as an influencer, I did do that. And I did utilize my, my audience that way. But then I thought, man, I'd love to share your story of why you created this product or why you have this service. And how have you been able to do that as a mom? And I'm so fascinated with people and their stories that really it's like a passion project for me. And it was a friend that I have, uh, who told me Alison Prince, I don't know if you're familiar with her at all, 
but she is a, an amazingly fantastic businesswoman. She makes so much money. She moved out of the country to avoid the taxes. Like she's amazing. And she told, yeah, I know like she's killing it. She teaches people how to sell a white label product online. That's her whole shtick. Um, but she told me, she said, you need to create something to sell on your podcast or you're eventually going to resent it. And that was her number one advice when starting my podcast. And I knew that she had been podcasting and I, she's a mentor of mine. I really look up to her. And so she said, what is a problem that you could solve of the audience that you're talking to? And so I actually wrote 60 days to VA as a solution to a problem that people were coming to me about. How do I make money from home? And then the other solution eventually grew out of that, which was how do I create a better business life balance? How do I unload this overwhelm? And the answer to that was hiring a virtual assistant. And so it kind of just grew out of that organically. And uh, initially I was like, well, I am not a good VA. I can train you to be, but I am not good with like numbers and charts and I'm not the most proficient. I'm more the people person, you know, like that visionary distracted entrepreneur type. And so I thought, well, gee, I don't know if I want to like talk about VA stuff all day, but really I'm not, I'm talking about solutions to creating lives that women are hoping to live, whether it's paying for those extra lessons and being able to travel with their kids, paying down debt, feeling fulfillment, because that was at the end of the day, when I started my business 12 years ago, it was because I was feeling unfulfilled at home and I needed something more so that I could be the best of who I am as a mother and a wife. And I think culturally that was opposite of what I'd been taught that like you should be fulfilled as a mother and wife only. And so I had to wrestle with that Whoever for a while. came up with that friggin' idea? Like, yeah, um, I know what. <laughs> we just had a conversation with somebody else yesterday. It was the same thing. Like, you know, yeah. that wasn't working. Everyone thought she was such a disappointment. It's like, stop it. You know, women, we, we can do, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Like we can do a little bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah. And so honestly, that's the message that I want to share with all women. And that's what drove me through that that growth pattern. And I really feel like I've, it's been God led that I have just been taking it a step at a time and, and figuring out what comes next. And as this grows, I'm like, I need to hire more people. Like there's always that, like that level of tension where you eventually have to bring more people on so that you can keep taking that next step. Not that it needs to be all at once. And I'm all about the push and the pull, just like I said, at the beginning, that there is an inner voice inside of you that will tell you if you'll listen is it a time to push or is it a time to pull? And I think that that ultimately is what we're all looking for. Which is like, it, that's tough. That's it's, it's tough to, to really hone in and listen to that because it is scary. It's scary mm -hmm. to take that leap. It's scary to let go. You're yep. spending money before it's being additive, right? It's, it's mm -hmm. a takeaway before it's being additive, but there has to be some trust and faith in what you're doing. And, um, you know, you, you can't, it's one step back for 10 steps forward. Uh, we can only grow so much as individuals. We only have the same 24 hours in the day that everybody right. else has. Um, okay. Fun facts though. You swam mm. with dolphins in the wild. Where? <laughs> how? I yeah. To hear this. Oh my gosh. I was 18 years old. I was with one of my best girlfriends. We went on a senior trip and we were with her family. They had a home in 
Kauai, I believe. And we had just gone to a, a lonely little cove and spent the day there. And I was out swimming pretty far by myself, which by the way, I don't think I would do now. I'm more of a wuss. I'm like, I was just out there, no life jacket on, like, yeah, 18. And all of a sudden there was a pod of dolphins coming right up beneath me, like down in the water. Cause I was snorkeling and I'm like, oh, like it was so close to me. I couldn't even like fathom the size or what was happening. And, but was, what was really cool then is that this pod of dolphins just kept circling in a circle in this darling little cove that I was swimming in. And so it was a very, very special moment. I'll never forget it. Was there a moment you thought it was a shark? Uh, probably. Yeah. I mean, that would be, I, I, mean, I th- it was, yeah, there was definitely a panic moment of like, am I going to die? Like this yeah. might be it. <laughs> this may cool. be the end, but at least I'm in a beautiful place. Camille, where can people find you? Where do we find all the things? Yeah. So my website is camillewalker.co, not.com. And my socials are also camillewalker.co. So if you go to any of my socials, I'm on TikTok and Instagram and Twitter. If you're looking for more like family lifestyle content, which is still very much alive on the blog, that's at mymommystyle.com. And there are loads of family-friendly recipes and all sorts of things that you can imagine. So either of those places. You're amazing. I think you're one of the nicest human beings we've talked to. So pleasant, such a breath of fresh air and what you're doing for women and mothers, showing them that they can have worth and they are worth something. And just because you have a baby and you're home taking care of a baby doesn't mean you're out of the workplace. So thank you for continuing that narrative and uh, sharing the stories with your podcast. You're doing all the things. We love women that walk the walk and talk the talk or talk the talk and walk the walk. Uh, Everybody else get out there this week and be inspired.